listening to the Insightful Nutrition Podcast, the podcast that highlights creators and innovators of algae-friendly and alternative products, businesses, and services, sharing their entrepreneurial journey. I am your host, Nicole Farkasin. Let's get the show rolling. Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Insightful Nutrition Podcast. Now today, you're going to learn more about me, your host, yours truly, Nicole Farkison, and you're going to be learning more about her life, her professional life, and at one point did it came to the realization that I had to start a podcast. I want to take you to a journey where I was born and where I was raised. Now, I want to really tell you that I am a black, authentic Jamaican, born in the parish of St. Anne. And just to give an illustration, that parish was where Bob Marley and Marcus Garvey was born. And I was raised in the parish of St. Mary. So musical artists such as Minister Marian Hall formerly known as Lady Saw, Beris Hammond, Ninja Man, Tanya Stevens, Capitan, and Sisla. They were born and raised in St. Mary as well. Where did I attend school? I attended Adventist school all throughout my life. So from kindergarten, then prep school and high school and now college. It's all Adventist schools. And at high school, I have done business and science subjects. And although I mixed up the two fields together at high school, I decided to pursue a Bachelor of Science degree in Dietetics. I did the Caribbean Examination Council exams. That's like basically SAT exams in America. And I passed nine subjects. Well, it took a time for me to get the English, but I did pass with a little bit of luck. But the reason why I didn't pursue the sciences in high school was because the teachers were not qualified to teach the curriculum. So I decided to move away from the sciences and then take on the business subjects instead. But to tell the truth, it was so hard and challenging. I didn't want to take the risk to fail the science subjects if I were to let the inexperienced teachers teach me. So I did the business subjects, I pushed through, and I decided not to pursue a business degree in university because I was not confident in getting the business concept as fast as persons in the government high schools. And I didn't want to take a risk failing business subjects or business courses, and then I would have to have a low GPA and then not be able to graduate. It would take me longer to graduate if I pursued a degree in business. So I took the safe route and decided to pursue a degree in dietetics. Even though it was challenging, I still managed to pull through. Now, even though I skipped the sciences, I still had to do it in university. So I still had to do five chemistry courses and three biology courses. And I did medical terminology. Basically, you have to know 
some medical terms are really associated with dietetics too. And I did all those nutrition courses and I still had to do business. I did accounting. It was so challenging and hard, but I managed to still get a degree. At one point, I was not working and I was living on a less than income wage and I was still seeking a job to finance myself. So what I did was I found an online platform called Fiverr and I've pushed myself to be a virtual assistant for three years on Fiverr under the username Nikki201626 because I was 26 at the time. So it's been a long time coming. What I wanted to do was to try to probably build a portfolio and see if I can work with clients and so forth and then showcase that portfolio to other persons. Not only did I provide virtual services, but I was working on a voiceover career and audio editing services as well. So you can go check out my profile on Fiverr and the many services that I offer there. They call them gigs. My experience of being a seller on Fiverr was not a bit of roses. So I had to deal with the most ungrateful people on that platform. They were very specific about what they wanted. They're very cheap and they just want you to work long hours with them. And they don't really appreciate anything that you do. They will leave a positive review about you at the end of everything If you continue to treat them nicely and so forth and you're not in argument with them, but they're still ungrateful, they don't appreciate anything. So I lose a lot of sleep. I had to rush to drink water and sometimes go to the bathroom just to get back to the laptop to get their work done. So I was basically working like hell. It was A little bit hard to get clients at the time. So I had to wait at least four months to get a client. And things started from there. But I was not really happy to be on that platform because it's not really a consistent income you're going to get. And the income that I would make from there, it would take me two weeks to get it. I decided to kind of break myself away from that platform and... Try to figure out what is it that I could do. You might be wondering, why did I put myself in this situation? Now, to tell the truth, I didn't really put myself in this desperate situation. I just didn't make up my mind on what I wanted to do with my life. So I kept changing careers, saying, oh, I want to be a chef, a fitness instructor, or even a mathematics teacher. Yeah, because I could be a good mathematics teacher, but I kept changing careers because I just didn't know what I wanted. And I was kind of shy, so I didn't know what kind of skills that I had. I thought if I did a course in a rare field, and at the time I did not know it was very political, I could get a job after college. But I was wrong. Now, I should have thought about thinking of a different approach. I should have thought about what kind of career would be marketable for me that I could get a job after college. Now, I should have thought of that. But the problem is, is that 
universities are still offering the course and then they're not guaranteeing or reassuring students that they will get the job. Now, I didn't get much guidance as to how can I pursue the best career based on my skills. I took risks, but sometimes those risks didn't pay off. So I stayed in my comfort zone because I had this speech impediment problem since I was a child. So I was not so confident speaking properly and effectively. So I kind of stay quiet because I don't want to talk foolishness out of my head to people. So I wasn't that kind of social gifted person. So I tried to kind of stay away from people. So I just tried to kind of stay in my own box and do what I want to do. And at high school, sorry for mentioning high school again, there were some high school teachers who wrote on my report that I was too quiet. But the only thing they could have done is that if they saw a problem in me, all they could have done was to do some form of mentorship program or something that can build my confidence more and stop trying to give some deconstructive criticism. That's all they could have done. And they didn't do it. So I just leave them out of my life. Now, after college, I did courses that could get me out of the nutrition field. But it didn't work out because once they found out that I had a Bachelor of Science degree in nutrition, then they think that, oh, I'm too overqualified. So they're not willing to pay somebody with a degree along with something that's out of the nutrition field. But the thing is, I could have gotten a job a long time ago working in a catering job where you could serve meals for patients who are in three different hospitals, but the salary and working hours were not reasonable. So I would have to travel every morning at four o'clock, two hour ride that is, and then come back to a late evening routine at 11 o'clock at night. And the process starts all over again and I'll be getting sleepless nights. So all of that stress just to get a job was not worth it. And yes, I did do some internships and voluntary experience, but it's like they're just waiting for you to volunteer for free for years, years, years and years until they say, oh, we know this girl, she has been working there. She has been volunteering for five years and we would like to consider her for a job. And that wasn't working out for me. So for the catering job, that situation was just frustrating, confusing, miserable, and I would feel burned out. And I would even leave the job in a year. What really surprised me the most after me leaving college was the fact that the dietetics field is so political. And I didn't know that. So it's like you have to get familiar with the workers, network with people in the field before you launch yourself at college. And I didn't know that to be the case. But I got to learn about people after college or during um, my internship experience. I got to know workers. I got to know dietitians who basically know me and my work ethic. So I did my internship experience in 2016. And 
that experience was for me to be a reliever for a permanent assistant dietitian, and they will call them temporary assistant dietitians. No, that experience was so fast-paced, I just had to try to catch up because it was so fast. Things are going by fast, like with a snap of a finger. And with a fast-paced environment, it's like when you're working in a kitchen and the chef is demanding, oh, risotto, immediately, table five. It was like that in the workplace. And a lot of demanding tasks can be done. There's a lot. I had to prioritize myself. So what's more important than not so important, I had to prioritize all of that. So I had to rush to finish tasks quickly and then rush to do another task immediately. And you have to be able to be accountable for any information that you have given. I had to maintain confidentiality. Well, I can maintain some confidentiality. Some people just don't know how to do it. And there have been persons who have been working there for quite a long time and they don't know how to maintain confidentiality. In that workplace, I couldn't take long breaks, so I had to take it short. So a bathroom break, water break, that type of break I had to take. And then I had to be crucially alert and assertive. I had to be assertive and alert and I had to watch what's going on. So I realized a lot of things when I was working as an intern. I was not accustomed to every minute deadline of task. Task back to back to back, I was not accustomed to that. It's a very fast-paced job. There was too much confusion because every hospital uses different information. It was so confusing. The environment is not that friendly because it's very competitive. So... There will be supervisors that will be jealous of you because you get you catch concept very fast and so forth. And there are supervisors that will tell you, oh, you're so slow and this and that, and you just enter the field. Why supervisors have to be so depressing? All they have to do is push you to the limit where you can just catch up with them. But they're not doing that. It's very competitive. So that's how they depress people, try to push you out. But they don't realize that if you are going to retire, then I'm going to have to take their space. And there is always a problem with generation gap in the workplace. So there are majority of mature people there, whether it is, it is cooking or cleaning or carrying equipment and so forth. And there's a young leader leading them, telling them what to do. There's always that generation gap problem. But I managed to, you know, be woman enough to speak with them, interact with them, and not to bully them or push them to their limit or make their lives complicated or miserable. So I was able to let them do their jobs. So it comes to the point where I have to start this podcast. You know, I just realized that I felt depressed, I felt left out and sad and miserable. So I realized it's not good to be unemployed and I wanted to do something to occupy my time and energy. So instead of sitting watching TV and being depressed about life and job, one day I decided to research something about 
blogging or doing some type of radio show. So I heard about podcasting in late 2017, early 2018. I wanted to start the podcast because I know myself. I know that I can try to do something that can really show people that I have better skills than to just be in a hospital and planning menus and basically just to lead people and supervise workers. I can't do more than that. I have typing skills and I realized that I can build on my technical skills as well. I wanted to showcase that. I'm very determined. I am hardworking and I'm not lazy. So I know that I can produce high quality work in everything I do, and I know my work ethic. So I realized that I need to give more of myself. I can do research well. I'm able to finish things quickly. And plus, I love to learn anything, even if it means to learn audio editing, writing show notes, writing a press release, and practicing to communicate properly and ensure that the communication does not break down and, you know, let things run smoothly. And I also realized that I'm able to organize because I, I, I never organized anything before. So I had to push myself to learn about organization and be able to do project management tasks because I did that when I was a seller on Fiverr, setting up sponsorship packages because someone taught me about how to do it because I know media people do it, but I didn't know I could do it. It's not easy, but, you know, you can learn. You just have to, when you sponsor this amount of money, what is it that you get? When your name is being called out as one of the main sponsors, do you get your name on a cup or a hat? Or do you get your name on a plate or on a poster? Whatever it is. You know, I had to learn that when I was a seller on Fiverr. And I had a client for three years and she was okay but she was just making life so miserable so I had to tell her that you know I can't work with you anymore and you're really pressuring me and stressing me out and you're not appreciating anything I do and even if I communicate to you and tell you certain things and updating you on certain things then you're not willing to listen so I am done working with you in a kind way and When I learned a lot from her, I was able to say, you know what? I'm so marketable. I can do this. So if I have a nutrition program coming up and I wanted some sponsors, then, you know, I can be able to say, pay this amount of money and you get your name on the website, your name on social media, names in the material stuff like cups, shoes, whatever it is. I can be able to do that. I work best under pressure because it enables me to perform at my best and I'm able to complete tasks before the due date. And I hope that podcasting helps me to be consistent in everything I do and put me at a level where I can say I can do anything if I put my mind to it. I didn't even realize that the niche was not being recognized. So I was surprised when someone was asking if there was a vegetarian podcast on the She Podcast Facebook group. 
and someone suggested their podcast, but it was not what the client was looking for. So she's someone who wanted her client to go on a podcast so that her brand can be recognized. So I said to her that I would do that kind of podcast, but I would do it in the next five years. So the person said, let me know when you're doing a podcast. I said, okay. But I realized that I couldn't wait until five years to start a podcast. I couldn't wait. So I decided to do some digging and find out information about podcasting. And I found out that there is no podcast that deals with food allergy products, businesses and services, and the persons who created them. So I realized that I can capitalize on that and get to know them and interact with them on a deeper level as to what job they were doing before they created a product. How did they create the product either during illness or going through life diet changes or did you decide to leave your job in order to create that product and so forth. So I decided to mark that territory. Not only will I display my podcasting skills, but to market myself as a business person and a well-rounded entrepreneur. So this podcast will be an interview type podcast. Now I'll be interviewing different people talking about their product, from coming up with a product, creating the product, what was your history before you created a product, the labeling process, the marketing, the distribution, promotion. What kind of circumstances or struggles did you go through throughout the process and the finances? What worked for your product and what didn't work for your product? So that's what I will be talking about in the podcast. That's what I'll be asking. So episodes will be published every other week. So who is this podcast for? Now, I created a podcast avatar and your podcast avatar is your perfect ideal listener. So I created an avatar to let you know that this is my ideal listener. This is the person who I want to listen to my podcast and you will be telling your friends and family about it. I created Zara. She's 30 years old. She's a part-time college student and a part-time worker as a receptionist at a hotel. She's single with no children. She went through a hard breakup with her fiancé, so she realized that she had to start over. She did an hemoglobin G test and realizes that she's allergic to gluten, dairy, egg, fish, corn, crab, lobster, and nuts. She's enthusiastic in trying to learn about new products that can help her. She loves to bake, eat snacks, and drink healthy juices and smoothies. She shares her baking products to anyone that she meets. She doesn't have time to cook in the weekdays, so she will stretch her meals. She has to arrive work early for work and school. Her short-term goal is to have a lot of energy, avoid sickness, and avoid any complications that has anything to do with her allergies. Now, her long-term goal is to be committed to consuming and using food products that are allergy-free friendly, different from the alternative brand, and maintain a healthy lifestyle that suits her needs. 
Now her big motivation is to not get the symptoms or complications of food allergies get the best of her. She's, so she's quite polite and generous to anyone she meets. So she has no time to get angry or be in a fight with people. She is a busy woman and has no time for foolishness. So she goes to the gym every Wednesday and Saturday. So she's very health conscious. So she has an outgoing, vibrant, open-minded, and well-mannered personality. Her hobbies include exercising, dancing, watching her favorite shows, swimming, and playing her favorite sports games such as badminton, tennis, basketball, volleyball, netball, and football. Now, I want my audience to be excited, engaged, intrigued, and interested in my show. That's how I want them to feel. Now, to get, to get you as a listener to be motivated to listen to the Inside Nutrition podcast. So you might be asking, what should motivate me as a listener to listen to the Inside for Nutrition podcast? This podcast will help people to get to know the products, the business, and the service better. They have to realize that there are a lot of products developed to suit the needs of different peoples with different health situations. So there's no need to be depressed or confused as to what can I eat or what can I drink. So there's no need to be depressed and we must not lose hope because there is another way to reverse or control the situation that I'm going through. I want you as a listener to be happy, be inspired, encouraged to make that bold step in taking action for their health, to share with their family and friends that there is hope and there is another way to live life. Now, yes, I will have guests and I will do interview shows, so you will know who will be my guest? Um, who will be my guest on social media and on the website that is coming up? So I will notify you on social media. So I will notify you on social media about the guest, um, what the podcast episode is all about. So the show notes will be there, and it will be on your podcast platform as well. Now the community. Well, there is a Facebook is there is a Instagram page, Facebook page, and a Twitter page that will be created just for you, and it will also be on LinkedIn, on my personal page as well. Now, the category that I will be in is health, business, and entrepreneurship. That's the category that I will be the podcast. The podcast that the category. The category that the podcast will be in is health, business, and entrepreneurship. So, what should trigger my what should trigger you as an audience to seek out my podcast? Now, I'll be collecting stories and the journey of the founders of products of allergy-free and alternative products, businesses, and services. And that will be highlighted on a podcast. All of that journey that they will tell you about what they have experienced, what they have gone through, how did they work it out, it will be highlighted or showcased in a podcast. So every product may be familiar 
or unfamiliar to you or you may be interested in the product. The transformation that I've gone through as a podcaster would be self-improvement. I had to learn how to work on myself because sometimes there are just certain things about me I just don't like, so I have to change it. So what value can I bring to the audience? I want to bring a valuable contribution by getting to know the creators of food allergy-free products and be able to share that deep connection with other listeners who have food allergies. I also have a food allergy as well. I should have mentioned that. I have a cheese allergy. What happens when I eat cheese is that nose started to get so stuffy that my airway is blocked and I have to breathe through my mouth. And a doctor said that once you breathe through your mouth, that can lead to a heart condition. So recently I started stop eating cheese and I just realized that I can choose another cheese that is dairy-free and lactose-free. So I'm working on that. And also vegetarian cheese as well. And it can last longer once you know how to pinch. So, I just want to say a big thank you to the following persons that made my inspiration what it is today. So, I would like to thank Dr. Carrie Yazid. She gave me the inspiration to start a podcast within the health niche. And she's the host of Beauty, Brains, and Business Podcast. She's also the author of Lipstick, Heels, and Hustle. A Woman's Guide to Entrepreneurship, and it's available on Amazon. She created a Power Moves Business Mastermind for women entrepreneurs and created a webinar on how to pitch yourself as a guest. So you can go check her out on Instagram and all of her social media details in the show notes. I would like to also thank Bonnie Frank. She provided valuable support in terms of Basically, tell me what I need to get done in order to establish myself as a podcaster and to establish my podcast too. So I was struggling a little bit when it comes down to getting guests on the show and she reached out to me, provided valuable insight and gave inspiring and valuable advice. So she's the host of Business Fabulous Podcast and the CEO of Bonnie Frank Coaching and Consulting. Now you can find the podcast on social media and by just looking at the show notes in your podcast app for more details and you can tag the Insightful Nutrition Podcast. You are free to tag the Insightful Nutrition Podcast on Instagram stories if you are listening to an episode and share what was your favorite moment from the episode. Basically what I mean is that you can, you can screen record what I basically said or what a podcast gets said during the interview or during the show and you can share that highlight on the Inside for Nutrition podcast. Just tag us with our mention, the Inside for Nutrition podcast on Instagram. If you have an Android phone, you can use Podcast Video Maker for Instagram and it's basically on iPhone as well. You can use that to kind of mention that yes, this podcast episode was so fabulous. It was so amazing. I enjoyed it. And you can tag the Inside for Nutrition podcast as well. So if you're interested in listening to this podcast, please search for the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Or if you have an Apple podcast app on your iPhone, 
and you can type in the Insightful Nutrition Podcast and subscribe to get future notifications a new episode that will be published. So this will motivate me to produce more episodes, get guests, and leave listeners intrigued to enjoy more of the show. So that's the end of today's episode. But wait! I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Insightful Nutrition Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to not forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcast. This will help listeners like you to find and share the show with your friends and family. Allow the show to become more searchable and help with Apple Podcast rankings. I appreciate you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now.